BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Merkel Media. Welcome back to another motherfucking episode of Kill the Mockingbirds with your host, Sean Chris, Joe Thomas with Stormy Daniels hunting down dog, man. Yeah, man. Oh, my God. Like, I don't even have to worry about getting caught, man, because there's like two giant shields that are attached to the front of her body that I'm just hiding behind, baby. Like, I'll never get caught. Brat, brat. So let's get out like how we like to do, get everything out in front. Uh, a lot of people know about the little penalty box situation on Instagram, but you can still follow us on Instagram, Kill the Mockingbirds podcast. Uh, we're getting the Telegram fired back up. People are uh, showing more responses. I think uh, they're escaping from IG and uh, uh, Telegram is where the re- the refugees are now <laughs> escaping to. Uh, we've got that a little bit cracking more and more. So go to Telegram, Kill the Mockingbirds. And don't forget, like my man Joe always reminds you guys, it is true. While you're listening to this, you can just easily give us a five-star review. Leave a comment, you know what I'm saying, where we can read it on the show because we've been getting a lot of great responses. We appreciate y'all. We'd like to see more of that so we can kind of know, uh, gauge where everybody's at. Yeah, and by the way, speaking of five-star reviews, we got a new one. Um, It's called Algorithm Juice. So they've definitely been listening to the podcast and we're telling them about how to boost that algorithm. It says, y'all are perfect. Kamala is as smart as a llama. Stay blessed. So appreciate that. Appreciate that. Um, And that was from... And that was from Lottie Three Zeros Free. So she's trying to be free in this world. We're trying to break this matrix. And, and, And back to what Sean said. Listen, it helps boost the algorithm. Literally, while you're listening right now, you can just go to your Apple podcast scroll down and you'll see five star review just click on the five star review and then write us a cool message 
it'll pop up. We'll read it on the show. We love the support. And if you guys understand how it works, it really helps us reach other people that haven't heard it yet. Also, if you listen on Spotify, every episode, you can comment on the episode. So you'll see your comments on the episode. Plus, we're doing a poll every week on the new episodes. So we've had some really funny polls that we're doing, and we're going to do one every week on each new episode that we drop. So you get a chance to vote on whatever crazy thing that we come up with. And don't forget to check out our music, Sean Chris, Joel Thomas. Uh, most, Pretty much every song you've ever heard at the end of this is mine or Joel's song or someone we've done with. So go definitely go on all the music platforms. We've got constantly new music. I know Joel dropped recently uh, a couple weeks ago with Grayscales. I dropped uh, uh, Oh Nothing Be Happy, and there's plenty more to come, and there's plenty more before. So definitely go on all the streaming services, Sean Chris, Joel Thomas, on any music platform. And the song's called Gray. Oh, my bad. Grayscale, I thought it was. Gray, though, yeah. (laughs) But but you say Grayscale in the song. I was close. But I think we should get into a little bit of uh, some weirdness or some, like, uh, Maybe fables, maybe uh, fantasy, or is it reality, or is it just a theory? You know, a lot of people have been talking, not even just lately, but well, in the last five, six years or so, like something around there, this new phenomenon that has just went like wildfire, like everybody's talked about it, is this land that were these more uh, intelligent people, more sophisticated, better uh, uh, technology. This mystery land, Tartaria, right? Tartarians, they ruled the world. They were the, to me, sometimes I don't want to jump too far forward, but the way some people describe it, it does sound a little bit of like up Joel's alley with the whole Nephilim. You know, I hear a lot of giants and mud floods. So I don't know, Joel, what do you think uh, your first, I know we're going to introduce this whole piece, but like, what were your first thoughts on Tartaria when, you know, it kind of rolled through your the videos that started rolling out and people talking about it on a lot of podcasts? I mean, I'm very much like you, Sean. When I see everybody jumping on board with something, I'm real cautious about jumping on board with it, too, especially with something like Tartaria, because it's fantastical. It, it's got a lot of elements that, as a human being, uh, you want to gravitate to, because you know that history's... It, it's it's fake. It's been lied to us. We we understand all that, um, but it would be easy to create something like this that has elements of truth because we're going to talk about that today. Because there are some elements of truth there um, that hold weight for sure. But you can take that and twist it, and I feel like it's a lot like the flat Earth theories, where they take something that has elements of truth and then they twist it into something else. And I think, in my opinion, that's what Tartaria is. But we're going to break down a lot of how it started, you know, what people started thinking about it up front, because there's some major elements to it. The mud flood's a big element. Architecture is another big element. Um, the star forts are another big element as well also free energy is a big part of that and they tie that into tesla and a lot of the things that tesla came up with um in the early 1900s so all that has the 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 great elements that the conspiracy theorists love right you know the stuff that that they just love to like lube their 
conspiracy cocks up with and go to town. And, and, and to me, that's what I feel like Tartaria is. I, I, it, man, it's just too, there are too many holes in it, like for it to be completely true. And, and, and the way that people latched onto it and they get so vehemently angry, just like they do with flat earth makes me think that it has a lot of psyop elements to it. Oh, for sure. That, and it kind of reminds me a little bit of like the whole Q, right? Uh, where there's this mixture of a couple different conspiracies, you know, like kind of mashed together where there is truth in it because it is talking about things that we know have happened. And then it's like, because it's almost hey, like... Sean, real quick, I want to read something for yeah. you before you go off on a tangent. You brought up Q. Do you know that Zach Mortis, he writes for Bloomberg, um, he said that Tartaria is a theory that reflects a cultural discontent with modernism and a supposition that trans that traditional styles are inherently good and modern styles are bad. He describes the theory as the QAnon of architecture. So they do tie this in to the whole Q theories, and a lot of Anons are big-time Tartaria people, big-time Flat Earthers and Tartaria. That gets tied right into QAnon every time and you I turn around. I think that's intentional. I think that's like how yeah. you drag people in it because that's why I think they do that because it's almost like where they've put in an element of everything so they can they may not get every one, but they'll get every genre right they're like oh there's a little paranormal and let me go over there oh a little bit of, uh, connects with flat earth so we got a couple of the people from there connects with you know rockefeller because then they talk about who runs the worlds the rothschilds which we know a lot of that to be true uh and maybe not run rule the world but they are definitely players that are doing you know their parts of destruction or of total control and it's captivated people there's tr time travel uh is is kind of in entwined with that nephilim lore and, and bible scripture is also kind of entangled in that which they also do with the flat earth and uh, like you said this whole phenomenon thing when people are just like sparks like wildfire no one's really questioning it and when people get upset that you question it or automatically consider you to be a fool or totally wrong for being like hey this uh doesn't make sense right here you know because when i got introduced to it uh, I did a couple of shows with people and we talked about star forts. Uh, we talked about like the mud floods and I would talk and have discussions with people and they would tell me like, well, man, the mud floods, like, you know, talking about how like that was the evidence. And I was like, okay, how was that evidence to me? Like, so obviously I was already like, man, they're all in. And they were like, yeah, there's no roads and no paved. And I'm like, well, yeah, there's no paved roads, but you have to understand that no one's going to invent something until you need it. Right? Like you're not going to, if you're good on mud and like that dirt and just walking, that does you don't need road yet. I think that's part of the things that like get stuck in this lore and it's this melting pot of conspiracy, like of hidden history. It's almost a melting pot of hidden history sprinkled in with some modern uh, conspiracies. Yeah, and if you if people want to know the whole Tartaria civilization, which people believe encompassed the earth but mainly was in the central part of asia right and there are maps that label it as tartary tartaria or grand tartaria um 
uh, cartographers, which that's the science of drawing maps, when they drew this part on the maps that say Tartary or Tartaria, the original meaning for Tartaria and Tartary, it was used to label unexplored areas of the world. So a lot of those old maps that have that verbiage on there it's not stating it necessarily as that is a country, that is a civilization. It was more of this is unexplored area that we don't know a lot about. We haven't really been there. The Mongolians were all through that area, right? Like you had a lot of you had a lot of uh, tribes and and things going on out that way. Now I'm not saying, and I'm gonna get a little deeper later on in the conversation of what I think maybe those maps could have represented too, because I did some extra digging and connected some dots that I don't think a lot of people have connected with these maps. But just on the surface, that's really what what Tartary means. It, it means unexplored areas of the world. So it's not really what they said it was initially. Listen, old maps are old maps. You know what I mean? It doesn't necessarily make them true. Now, do I think a lot of the maps now have a lot of elements of of falseness in them? Yeah, absolutely. I think they have wholeheartedly gone into these maps. Dude, we can even look at the size of North America as opposed to the size of Africa when they were trying to convince us that America was a bigger continent than Africa is. And we we know damn well that's not even the truth. Like Africa, it could almost double us in size. But initially to brainwash people in the school systems, they wanted kids to think that they were the most powerful nation. But listen, this happens everywhere across the globe. Like there's brainwashing in every in every school system that you go to. You know, it's funny. It, it's common knowledge over in China that the moon landings were fake. They're taught that in school. They're taught we faked it to supposedly win uh, well, the race of our, the moon. Our Moon landings were fake. There, there's no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, our, yeah. Our but moon theirs landing, yeah, they're are like, yeah, you know. Again, back to the brainwashing. Yeah. But they are at least saying that there's an element of something that's fake to it, right? So, which a lot of the other countries aren't, and we're not even saying that. We're saying, hey, they got there, we got there, but we got there first, right? So everybody's got their own form of brainwashing that are, that's going on. Um, but I do think that that particular element is overlooked. That's that's not what that word necessarily meant when they wrote it. Definitely. I think that it, it means we don't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> like, that's what it means. <laughs> it's real simple. And when I heard that, like, I thought, like, yeah, that makes sense. Like, obviously, you don't know what to call it. You use a word that means, like, hey, it's un it's undiscovered, man. It's brand new. Like, and just because you've also seen another map that was drawn at that time, not everybody knew th how to draw the same exact map, right? Don't you think like right. some things have been discovered by the Spaniards that might not have been by, you know, some African tribes. So they only know limited right. of how the map was. And that just spun off to this whole thing of where everybody's like, oh, man, it's a lost civilization. And it's almost like it kind of gets the lure from like the Atlantis lure, like Lost City of Atlantis. And what's that other one, man? Um there's, I think it's in, I'm not if it's in the Bible. You, if it was, I think you would know more. But there's another, like, kind of like, um, similar to Atlantis that was like in, in the heart of Africa. And it was almost like a utopia. You know, everybody kind of lived together and helped each other and worked uh, hard together. And 
and this they had some technologies not as advanced as Atlantis uh you know was supposedly but that's what it reminds me of a lot is Atlantis because it's all it's this mythical thing that you can't really prove but you could kind of prove with a few things that did happen but like it's 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 difficult it's very int- it's it's weird to say but like it's very interesting topic it's just that I see a lot of like bullshit but I do see some like factual things too that kind of like gets me like on the wall of it yeah, I also think you might be talking about Malta and Africa. Now, they did say Maybe. for a while that they thought the lost city of Atlantis was actually in Africa, the Eye of the Sahara. That could be what you're talking about there. Or you're thinking about Marvel, and you're thinking about Wakanda. <laughs> no, no. It could be. That is possible, though. Hey, call them forever, man. You know what I'm saying? Show that gift, and then they'll, they'll my gift. They're going to get all that. Canceled. Hey, don't worry. Well, I can't get canceled. Thing. I was pre-canceled. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the crazy thing about the theory of Great Tartaria that was – a suppressed lost land or civilization. Do you know it originated? The theory originated in Russia. So it started with uh, Anatoly Fomenko's new chronolo- chronology, but then it got popularized with Nikola Levashov and his, check this now, racial occult history. So Levashov is a very interesting character, man. I started digging into his occult um, knowledges. Um, see, he's big. He's big with the days of uh, it's uh, Shvarag, which is a god of you know of Russian descent, or actually uh, more of the. I'm going to pull it up here real quick because I've got it all kind of lined out here. Uh, it's a Slavic god of fire and blacksmithing. And it kind of ties into the Greek god Hephaestus too. And a lot of people, more people would know more about Hephaestus because uh, Shvarag is only spoken of a few times. But this particular guy was really big on on Shvarag. And the reason why I bring that up because it does tie into Tartaria. And he talks about the driving forces of the apocalypse are rooted in the depths of natural being itself. Um, so he talks about Tartaria and it being the name of the country. Russia arose from another word, Rasia, which in turn was formed from the name Rasinia. Uh, Rasinia was the name of a part of the ancient Slavic Aryan Empire, which lay waste of the Ripian Mountains. So he's actually talking about that this was Tartaria, and it was called the Land of the Holy Race. And at the end of the 18th century was the Great Tartary. So he was a big pusher, this believer in Shvarag, which is a, like I said, a is a fire and blacksmithing god. He, you know, helped. He helps build iron and 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 weapons and. This is the God that he worshiped. And listen, this is as early as like the 1990s. Uh, this guy uh, lived here in the U.S., moved out to uh, Cali, by the way. N- Nikolay Le- Levashov, as I said earlier, he lived in California and he started bringing his belief systems over here to the U.S. But this Tartary, this Tartaria myth came from him. And if you dig deep 
and I was watching several documentaries that talk about the Tartarians, one thing that they bring up but they gloss over is this racial aspect, these Aryans, these these supposed giants that have a very big racial occult history. They were said to be anti-Semitic and they were racist. So to me, that doesn't really play into this whole harmonic world that they built for us and that they were all working together with all of us. And we were just laughing it up together with these giants and we were having a good old time. It really doesn't because the basis of it came from this Russian occultist who said that it was a holy race that this whole concept was built on and they were Aryan and they were white. Well, there's a lot of uh, chatter of people that have uh, pushed back and they believe the whole Tartarian is, uh, is not only a psyop, but it's a Marxist communist psyop mm-hmm. that it came from Russia and that, you know, that this is part of that whole Yuri you know, break them down 30 years type of deal. And that kind of fits into that narrative of you, you know, him coming over in the 90s. Uh, and it, it's kind of focused on that area of Russia and China and Asia pretty much, but that they are this predominant old society that uh, had better technology, uh, free energy. There, it, it does fit into that narrative pretty well. And then like to have, like you said, this whole Aryan race of giants that are like, you know, totally different than the people talking about it's nothing but harmony and then my thing is if they had such better technology and i guess the technology could just be about free energy and maybe they didn't think about war weapons or anything i just don't understand how they got taken over so easily yeah that kind of that that to me is a big red flag with this whole theory was how they were destroyed now i know when i was digging that one of the theories is they imploded themselves, right? That was what a lot of, okay, so we're going to get deeper into the mud floods, no pun intended, deeper into the mud floods later. But just on the surface, one of the theories is that the mud floods were actually created by the Tartarians with their technology, that they were doing all these experiments. They did so much experimenting that it actually imploded and caused the mud floods, which sunk a lot of their architecture and a lot of their technology as a part of that. And they kind of put the kind of killing blow to themselves. And then the people that wanted to take them out was like, Oh, this is our chance. And we're going to go ahead and like really finish them off now. So that's what I was hearing is they imploded themselves, which if you're buying in the Tartaria theory, that makes more sense to me that they did it to themselves. And, and, and honestly, you know, like I said, me being a Christian and watching how how people that have pushed back against God as nations have done, they kind of tend to implode themselves, right? They end up if they're going if they're fervently going against God and what they're building with all their occult practices and all the things they're doing, they, they will tend to uh, take themselves out. So, on that, maybe on that, you know, if you're a Tartarian, you know believer that i could i would say that if you are you would need to go that route with me because there's no way that these elites got together these jewish elites because you know they really pin it on the on the jewish elites when they go down this road right so it's always them and they say that 
if they if they were so smart to take them out, these highly advanced giants at that who created all this technology, this free energy, you know, what took them out? You know, we hear in the Bible about giants getting taken out, but it was it was people against giants, but it also was the power of God. So you get a whole different concept that's in there, right? But this is a completely different concept. You're talking about good people, giants at that. And, and I've seen pictures of what they think these giants were. Some of them were like 20 feet tall that they're talking about were Tartarians. You're saying to me that these evil elites just took them out, created the mud butts, took them out. Like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up. And then somehow in the past 100 years, they wiped it off the planet where we've got no idea that this, this civilization ever existed. And I'm not saying that they haven't wiped a lot of history off the planet. It's just so, or rebranded it, right? And I get that, you know, they set up resets every 100, 150 years. They do this all the time. They're doing one right now. But I, I just don't see how with it being so fresh that we can sit there and say, well, yeah, they just got rid of it. They didn't, it didn't exist or it did exist and, and they just got rid of it. And this is what these things were, but, but they hid it from us. And I think that's part of the problem with every subject we get into in this realm. I was thinking about this earlier, like with all the stuff about, you know, the, the presidency and we always say, you know, presidents are selected, not elected. Now, what does that mean? Right. I mean, that can mean that there's shadowy people that are like going in the midst of the night and taking ballots. But what's more logically that they're going to create a fake hero that gets your emotions and tugs on your emotions and create a fake villain so you can go that way. And I think it's the same thing with history things, right? Like if they don't want you to go that they want, they might not like be able to destroy it all, but for sure they can change your mind on it. They can't kill us all, but they can veer us away and uh, split us and divide us. And I think that's what I, and I, I'm not going to speak for you, but I think that you kind of saw in this whole Tartaria thing, this myth almost like it's, it's, Really that, it's like kind of pulling you away. It's another element to be like, oh, oh, you're not on the Tartaria team. Sorry, bro. You know, you're going to have to, you know, you get a lot of that kind of like, or you get some of that uh, where people just come right up to you and just. Shame. Shame. <laughs> Shame. That's how they treat us. <laughs> like a redheaded step. Oh, sorry, bro. I forgot that you're right here. <laughs> but i do think um we should delve a little bit into this architecture definitely thing, right because that's that's one of their key components arguments points, yep yep is the architecture now i'm gonna say i'm gonna preface it by saying they do have a lot of good points with some of this right because there's there's some architecture that doesn't make a lot of sense as far as what people were supposedly able to build during that time period um even you know as far back as medieval times but it doesn't make sense it's just like the pyramids the great pyramids um stonehenge you know your classics that we do know about which by the way they say the tartarians built the great pyramids i'm like first off knock it off Get your butt cheeks <laughs> yeah. tight. I am getting fired up with that one. Glitch the Great Pyramids <laughs> were long, long before, and I think the deluge long before the flood. So don't come to me talking about the Great Pyramids were built by 
fucking Tartarians, man. You got me fired up today. When I saw that, man, that they actually believe that, I'm like, you really, you guys can really just go fuck yourselves. Like, that is the dumbest thing ever. And I think that's why Tartaria was created, was to muddle the real history that's being covered up. The real ancient history. Now, I know everybody's seen that picture that's been floating around lately of the Great Pyramids, the one that the guy drew, and it just goes down, 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 like way down, which I, man, I think that could definitely be a real thing, man, because we don't know. Like, say if it happened before the flood, right? We don't know how tall those things were before the flood. We don't know how far they go down either or what they're connected to underneath the earth. You know, there's a lot of that going on too when it comes to the pyramids because it said that the Great Pyramids were not built by the Egyptians. Like, I know people think that originally, but no, they, they were actually said to be built far earlier than that. The Egyptians just adopted them. So I think there's there's a lot of knowledge out there that say that, but Tartarians, even if it's something that existed, did not build the Great Pyramids, man. Like, they, you're getting too far with it now. Now you're going to some place that doesn't even exist, and now that's what I'm talking about, the PSYOP. Well, it muddies the water to where anybody that – now it's like, oh, well, you're, the history that you're saying is wrong. The one right. that I have is right. And it, it's now – makes all the lines so blurred it's hard to tell what's real and what's fantasy what's uh imagination and and what's reality we're we're stuck in this paradox of like i don't know maybe because somebody makes a good uh compelling argument but that's where the critical thinking i think has to come in play and i don't think something like tartaria can work without having a base of truth like you said you know that's why i like with the architecture there is some truth to that, but there's also explanations to some things. Now, there can be a paranormal or or like you like, you know, you delve a lot into the old earth and and in civilizations and you believe, you know, technology. But I also think that you one of my big stances is always like you had more time to dedicate to something back in the days. There's no phones. There's if you're if you're a bricklayer, you're a bricklayer, man. You're br laying bricks from sun up to sundown you know what i mean you're you're doing it and maybe even longer if you're a painter whatever you're doing that's all you're doing there is no like yeah you know get on my phone for a little bit i head to the bar i'll hey, I play a little pickup game of basketball you know hop on the xbox there is none of that there is no distraction so i think that it's hard for us to fathom some of these marvels of architecture because we're like oh we didn't have these power tools you're like yeah but like if you look at people in jail they're a good uh, indicator of what it would be because people are left with nothing but time and limited resources and they come up with the most incredible things incredible inventions with very little material so imagine if you had access to all these materials you're definitely going to be able to do things to us that would look impossible yeah no uh jail and prison is a good example i mean you got guys making makeshift um tattoo needles that work that are electric got motors to them they're building them from scratch that's a perfect example of that and i totally agree with that too man just because you can't figure it out in your finite mind doesn't mean that it didn't happen also you got to understand something too corporations are smart they understand that hey we're going to build something with the least amount of resources and make the most overhead and we're going to make it the simplest in structure that we can and that's what they want to do, man. It's not about being beautiful, right? It's about functionality and quickness. You know, we're all moving towards these smart cities, these 15-minute cities. It's not about being beautiful and spending a bunch of time on something. They want you spending your time for them. 
So they want to keep you in like a little rat race. Now, back then, they kind of did the same thing, though. But yet you had them slaving away, pushing blocks up the hill. So it's a little bit different. Now, at the end of the day, yes, there are marvels that have been built that aren't explainable. When you're talking about the Great Pyramids, when you're talking about some of these uh, uh, megaliths all across the world that are up on these like mountains that make no sense. Yeah, I'm going to start delving into... Yeah, there was ancient technology. There were giants But you could, involved. but you can jump that. And I'm not saying that you can't. Like, I, I feel like that's a good... You can jump to any possibility, but there's also that possibility that they just figured out a way that we can never fathom because we're not in that circumstance. But I, I'm open to all of that because I do think the, the the strange, the weird is is definitely possible. It's on the table, but it can't be just that and no other possibility, right? And things that people got to understand is that, like, with old tech uh, architecture and things of that nature, when you conquered a, a city or if, you know, they were abandoned in a ghost town, people just built right on top of you or they took over your building. Like you said with the Egyptians, they adopted the pyramids. So when you conquer a nation or uh, just overtake it because maybe, fat, uh, you know, they died of sickness or whatever that the, the cause may be, but it's a ghost town, you're, just, you're not going to be like, hey, let's tear down all these buildings that are perfectly fine. You're just going to add on to them or... You know, just size up there. And some of the mud flood stuff where they talk about the architecture, because I think one of their big points is they talk about things being buried and and basement wise. Like if you dig it down, the the it goes further down. Like you were talking about kind of like the pyramids, like they go further and further down. But my argument to some of that is like, yeah, I mean, floods do happen and mud floods definitely do happen. But that doesn't mean it was just not a tall building or they had a deep basement, right? And 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 for the doors, the, the large doors that a lot of people believe, hey, that had to be for giants. Well, not necessarily. And we don't exactly know what a giant was. We we kind of gauge it. I do believe, in me personally, I think there's giants, but giant like eight foot tall, a nine foot tall. That's my like interpretation because we see remnants of that now right with basketball some tall basketball players and large large kind of looking giantish men because again in in terms of if that's the first time you've seen that that's gonna look different to you and we've seen eyewitnesses time and time again but my argument is with those doors is that architecture was different it was like a, a whole thing it was like this magnificent piece I don't think it was just for giants. Now, I like the idea of there being a 20-foot, 30-foot giant. Like, that sounds crazy. And, like, as a kid, you know, you'd see the mountains. You're like, man, it looks like a giant fell asleep. And, like, rocks came over him. You know what I mean? Like, it, it's this lure. But I tend to, as I'm getting older, I think there's giants. But they're more on that 7 to maybe even 10 feet range, right? Like, because I'm sure that there's I think the largest guy is, like, what? Like, 8 foot 8 or 9 foot that we've seen in modern times. So there's no reason I could not believe that there would be a 10-foot man. And to a five-foot person, 10 feet, that's ginormous, right? You're like, oh, shit, like you're 5'5". Five, five. So I think some of that, and again, that's just how I think. That's what my thought on the architecture, I think, and just having a lot of floods and mud being around, that's a common thing. Uh, and you could even go back to like some of the Noah stuff. Like We don't know how long those buildings, it all depends on the range of when these floods, and we've talked time and time again, there's other floods that have happened through time, you know what I mean? So... That's my explanation for that. I don't know where you were wanting to go with the whole architecture. I know you had uh, your little piece. Yeah, well, first, I'm going to 
push back on you with the Giants. So <laughs> the Giants. You say you not. <laughs> oh, you say you thought I was going to forget. <laughs> so you say, listen, the here, reason why. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, for people that can't see, I'm giving him the rock. Bring it right now on the screen. But uh, no, so as early as the early 1900s, even the late 1800s, and I've seen the pictures, and these are from actual newspapers, they were finding giants in the 15-foot to 18-foot range here in the U.S. So they were finding giant bones all the way up until the early 1900s, man. This was when, you know, obviously Smithsonian got involved, uh shout out to jay from cryptos of the corn i'm not sure which clone is listening to this right now but you could tell the real jay that we know he's got them all back there but they they did they they anytime someone found the giant bones uh the smithsonian would come and get them i mean that's pretty much what happened but you can see the pictures i mean there's play you can go online it's not that hard to find and they were very tall we're talking about in the 15 to 18 foot range i think that was more of your Probably, probably in your tall, you know, maybe it's a 20 foot range here in the U.S. You probably saw some of those guys, especially back maybe three, four hundred years ago, maybe even in the 1800s in some of the remote places. Right. You might have seen some of that going on. Um, it was even said, man, uh, I think it was Ponce de Leon when he came to the U.S., when he pulled like, you know, his ship came up to the U.S., uh, a guy met them out on the beach, man, and he was freaking 18 to 20 feet tall. And he had a tribe that was 18, 20 feet tall. He had, they actually bartered with him. They actually really cool with them, too. So they weren't like awful to them. They were just like ridiculously big. And there's tons of like places in mountain passes in South America where people were like you know, going back, you know, uh, discovering things. And there was one story of a group that was going through a mountain pass and there was like a 20 foot giant there with the spear and just kind of gave them like the, uh, uh, you ain't coming through here. Like kind of gave them the head nod and they were like, yeah, we're out of here. Like we're, we're gone. So I think that you're right. As far as maybe it, it connecting with people, maybe in that eight to 10 foot range, you saw more of that. Uh, I think, you know, as the further we go back in time, you saw bigger and bigger giants. I mean, even, even Alexander the Great, there's a story of when they went to an actual island and they were, you know, doing some excavating. They were looking to maybe build there because, you know, uh, Alexander the Great was taking over everything. And when they dug up, they actually dug up giants that were in the 35 feet tall range. They got three skeletons and they took them back to uh, Alexander the Great and he kept them um, in his uh in his, you know, trophy chambers, they kept everything in. So there's, there's a lot of stories. And like I said, with the actual uh, newspaper articles, they put those pictures in there and you can find those pictures of these tall giants that are out there. Yeah. And we, there's a, like that big famous one of like, uh, it looks maybe like in Japan, a video, which I don't know if it's doctrinated or not, but it looks pretty real of uh, that. But I think also what uh, makes people, um, like I think of when I'm saying like nine to ten feet tall, and and I'm I'm open to like I have no idea. That's just like my, you know how I me. Mean? I try to bring it like if I can like logically try to bring it to like a surface level, but it could be anything possible. But I think some of that is when I'm saying like nine ten feet tall. I'm not just talking about like a Yao Ming kind of frame. I'm talking about like the mountain from the ga Game of Thrones. You know what I mean? But like ten feet yeah. tall, that guy would look giant. That guy would look 20 feet tall. Well, yeah, you're like... <laughs> they, they're considered giants. I mean, Goliath was only said to be, I think, in the 12-foot range, right? 12 to 13 feet. So he would be in that 10 to, like, 13-foot range, and he was wide and super athletic. Like, these guys were super quick, super fast, 
they're they you know they say giants are are two to one human beings are three to one which the which the ratio means height to weight right so it means if they're two to one you're looking at if they were 20 feet tall they'd be 10 feet wide so that means that these guys are super thick like they're they're super muscular their dexterity's real on the crazy level of where they need to be and i totally agree with you there i i think i think that there's a possibility that some of these architect textural structures could be um maybe possibly for giants now there's an interesting one the mormon temple <clears throat> when they did excavation uh around the mormon temple it actually went down 16 feet underground and when you see the pictures of it it's wild man i was looking at it it goes all the way down and it looks like there's an archway that goes supposed to go all the way up to the top of the, where the first archways at, where they built the new steps. So it, and there are windows that go all the way down below the 16 feet. So it's not like a basement. Why you got windows there? You're not going to have windows that you can look out. But why not? Basement level. But, but, but again, we don't know how much that, in my opinion, again, I'm just giving you pushback. We don't know how that uh, area looked, right? Like if there was, there, that could be years and years of buildup of mud and different uh, 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 earth being pushed over No, I'm over agreeing there. with you. I, I, so I think it could be just like a tall like building. But you're saying, okay, so maybe I misunderstood what you're saying. Are you saying that the reason to have that is because it was more for giant type civilizations? I'm not necessarily saying that. Okay, gotcha. I, I'm only giving them credence in the sense of there are There's that possibility major of, parts yeah. of these structures gotcha. that have been covered up, yeah, right? Yeah. The mud floods happened. It wasn't like I think they said it happened. And I was uh, listening to a podcast the other day, and they brought up a good theory too. And these guys were big Tartaria guys. And, and again, just for people to know, Sean and I listen to both sides. We don't just go into something when we're researching and not listen to both ends of it because we like to get a full scope of what's going on because even the anti-tartarian people when they're talking a lot of times they're negating a lot of things like giants and they're negating a lot of the fantastical things that i think are true that they're trying to cover up throughout history too so i try to get the, both ends of it but i do agree that there could have been a lot of separate mud floods that happened over a course of time right it wasn't just all at once in one big mud flood that happened it was over a period of time I tend to agree more with you in the sense of it was a buildup of time too, because you don't know there could have been multiple flooding, multiple flooding, not even necessarily mud floods, but multiple floods to where things built up and it covered up. Here's another thing. And I like to use this example a lot. I'm a big star Wars guy. And if anybody knows about the planet of Coruscant, Coruscant is a planet that's literally built up on itself. You can't even see the ground anymore because it's built so high that their tallest mountain, there's only a little piece of it you can walk up to, the tip of it. That's the only part of the entire uh, planet that you can actually see that exists. It's actually blocked off and you can't touch it. Um, it's real interesting, but it's actually built up and that's been over eons of time that they started building at the bottom they ran out of space and they just started building up the similar situations happen right also just because there's like a empty subway or another building underneath a building doesn't mean they were covering up the building either one thing you got to understand that is free foundation that you don't have to spend money on that you can build on exactly. top of 
So why you wouldn't you use what's already there? <laughs> why would you use it? If it's already derelict, why wouldn't you build on top of it anyway? That's just a logical way of breaking it down. I don't think it's all these this giant mud flood that destroyed the earth and the Tartarians, you know, caused it or the elites caused it so they could take out the Tartarians and their free energy. I don't I just don't buy into that, Sean. I think there's a logical explanation for something that happened over a hundred, hundred and fifty years ago to now. Now, do I think some of these structures are odd? Yes, I do. I think they definitely have some odd features to them. Do I think like the free energy thing is a total toss out? Not necessarily, because I think some of these buildings could have been built for some of that free energy. And maybe they took that away from us. That's a possibility. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C. So smooth, so crisp. There we go. Smooth, crisp butt cheeks, right? Uh, I was shaving my face. What are you shaving? Uh, Never mind. Don't answer that. I'm talking about the smooth, crisp pages of Paranormality Magazine, the premium paranormal magazine in all the world. In all the world? That sounds dope. What all is it about? It's a monthly paranormal magazine that delves into the strange world of shadow people, UFOs, and killer interviews with people like David Spinks, Alexandria Weiss, Chaz of the Dead, and many more for $7.99 a month or $127.99 for the whole year. Sean, I love reading, but I'm on the go a lot. You know, I literally hunt down these paranormal beings and cryptids for real. That's fine, too. For $3.99 a month or $24.99 a year, you can get the digital subscription. So when you run up on Dogman in the forest, you can show them what they're saying about him on the outside. I think he would love that, actually. How do I get this monthly work of art to show all my cryptid friends? Easy, bro. Just go to paranormalitymag.com or click Paranormality Magazine link in our podcast show notes and it will take you right there. Plus, you get a 10% discount on any subscription and a 30% discount on any shirt when you use the promo code BIRDKILLERS. I'm going there right now. What was that promo code again? BIRDKILLERS! In a different way, and and someone saw about like you know how to get money into it. And they're like, whoa, 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 like especially when they were we already know about the whole Nikola Tesla and uh, Edison, whether they are boys or not. That's a whole another. That's a whole another rabbit hole. Like you know what I mean? But yeah, there's this idea of free energy, but we don't know what that is either, though. You know what I mean? We can speculate. Oh, maybe the pyramids, or maybe there's multiple ways that people throughout time have found out how to use free energy. 
and 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 they keep changing it. I, I I'm willing to bet that. And do do they hide stuff from us like technology because you know they want to keep it for themselves 100. percent When I say they, I am talking about the elites. That's what I call them. That's the easiest. <laughs> that's my easiest way because. Uh, whether you're a cult, whether you're just like a scumbag politician, whether you're just a rich bastard that wants to rule the world, you too can be an elitist. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> <laughs> we can't because we don't make enough money. Like we we can only be like a uh, what a, a limited hangout. <laughs> well, and here's the thing too, Sean. When you're talking about the architecture, it's really that bow art style. And if people want to know what that is, it's B E A U X dash arts style that everyone says this is tartarian style it's just a style right they said the great wall of china uh is a part of you know what they think that the tartarians built to keep the chinese out not the chinese you know were uh keeping out genghis khan's group they they said that that's what's going on uh this boar style well, let me st stop Washington. you for one second just only because you brought up the great wall of china and the <laughs> there's this have you ever seen that have you seen that meme that's been floating around i think it floated around a while ago though they're like hey man you know, all walls end. How come they just didn't go the other way? Because <laughs> you know how the wall has, they show the ending of the Great Wall. <laughs> they should have just went around. <laughs> That's great, bro. <laughs> but you get this bow art style. You got like the Washington Capitol is considered something that they say the Tartarians built Washington Capitol. That's crazy. Uh, Taj Mahal, the Moise Chamber in Australia, the Church of Nostradam, the Watt... The Waddeston Manor, which is real interesting because it was originally owned by the Rothschilds, um, who at a certain point gave it back to the state. Uh, it still exists, and they really just use it as like a tax shelter. It was a way that they could, you know, embezzle and move tax money around without having to pay it, it is what they used it for. Uh, the Mormon Temple is even considered what the bow art style is. It's really those the grandiose entrances, high peaks. Um, the dome structures, really what they say that all this free energy is used for, um, especially in these giant churches, right? They say that the acoustics in these churches are are made. It's for, true too, because I go to, is. I went to the, um, what's it called? The Masonic theater. Ooh, ooh. <laughs> I was getting over here out in Detroit. Um, I saw a comedian. I think I, I forgot who I saw over there. Uh, but anyways, yeah, it is true though. Cause it's a, this was designed in the 1800s and it has that big round shape. And the sound is phenomenal in there, man. I was up high, and, like, it really is phenomenal. You can tell the way they structured it was for, hey, we don't have speakers. You know what I mean? You could still hear a lot of shit just if you it, – it, it's perfectly made for that. And that makes sense to me. No, and I totally agree with that, too. Um, you know, they say that these structures have these spires at the top that was used um, for free energy. Um you know, it's it's supposed to uh, siphon the waves that are going in the sky above, right? That's that's kind of what they're talking about. That's a layman's way of saying it, make it easy for everybody. Um, and and, and there's, there might be some truth to that. You know, there could be. You know, I guess my biggest pushback on that is why are those structures not using it anymore? Well, why wouldn't they be? Because nobody knows about it anymore. I guess that's what the. The whole, but then I'm like, then just in the '90s, some guy just now he knows about it. Nobody else knew about it for a long time. But then this some Russian was like, "Yeah, Vlad, I know and the vodka." And then like all of a sudden he knows. You know what I mean? Like the, <laughs> sounds like a Burt Kreischer, "I'm the machine" fucking story. 
No, I, I think to me, uh, some of the Tartaria pushback that I want to give is that I think it's just takeaway. And I know I don't want to use this. It's a distraction, but like, or, or what's it trying to take from? I think it's trying to take from the Moors being here in America first, right? Like, I think that whole, like, I'm not saying that that's true, but I subscribe to a lot of that ideas of what people have talked about because there is a lot of evidence to it. And I'm, you know, the pyramids that are here, there's pyramids over like all in the lower parts of the United States, plus the, you know, the, the mines were there. Plus when you look at some of the slave trade and capturees, they look Moorish. And, and when we went through the whole Lincoln, the, you know, that all fits into that. We have evidence of it. You know what I mean? Even of giants, like the reason why I can't check giants off the box is because I can see remnants of these huge human beings that still are to this day. So it's not that far for me to reach to say, oh, that someone could be this big. You know what I mean? It's not like we've seen it, you know, close enough. And I feel the same way. And that's why I just think they're trying to take away and not just the Moors part, but different other cultures around the world that were predominant and that did have some history that maybe could give us some knowledge that would maybe not some secrets or something, but a lot of it's just conquer, right? They conquer. People don't really care about your culture. You might be a more advanced culture. And what do you mean by more advanced? When you're talking about energy, maybe they were, maybe those were, were they were bad and they were occultists and they were harvesting people's energy through those, <laughs> those wires. We don't know that either. I mean, everybody looks like because it's, fantastical and it's different and it's something not a lot of people you know it's new at the time right so it's like this new thing that only maybe few of you know about people hold it close to their chest and like they can't have anybody come and get it they're like no 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 this is right for sure it's their baby right they have to take care of it they they, they don't, they don't want to hear nothing bad about it and they won't question things and then they kind of fall into some of these traps that's why critical thinking is important because i do think like you said there is a lot of elements that make sense, but not necessarily that Tartaria was these because because the Tartaria was like um and then the uh what were they call them man I can't even this is gonna kill me right now I can't even think of it um fuck hold on I'm gonna cut this out but what are they it starts with a K fuck. Kazarians Kazarians yeah yeah and a lot of people believe like it's these Kazarians right the the Kazarian War and, and that is the people. Of that they're trying to, uh, what they're like the past Russians, right? Is that like I don't know if that's accurate, but like is that like kind of they well, were they supposed to be in Russia, Ukrainian, like, Ukrainian, okay, Ukrainian okay. area, yeah, and that's where they supposedly spawned from uh, these Kazarian tri tribes, right? But they got so big, and then what they would do is they would take tribes over, and and then they would offer the tribes to join them, or if they didn't, they kill them. And most people would just join the Kazarians. So their tribe got bigger and bigger and bigger to the point that they wanted to create, uh, they had to have their own religion then. And that's when they had the three choices, Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. And they went with Judaism um, because it was the least harmful because the Christians would fight the, the Muslims. So they didn't want to be part of either of that. And when they went Judaism, that's why you get a lot of these uh, groups like the Rothschilds who are actually Kazarians, they're not really Jewish, but they blended in into the Judaic culture to where people pin the Jews on them when really the actual Jewish people have nothing to do with these elites at all. Like they're just not like everybody Jewish. else. Like, yeah, like, right. Yeah. Right. No. And but that's your Kazarians. And then did now, did the Kazarians beef with the Tartarians? Is that like what this whole, like I heard something that, cause I, I was listening to a lot, like where they were trying to like kind of put this analogy 
of where like the Russian Ukrainian war kind of like tied in with Tartaria like uh, lore. From what I'm hearing, yes, that that was what happened was between the two. That's just off the riff. I haven't heard too much about the whole Kazarian thing, right? I know I've seen it a lot in the Tartarian stuff pop up. Um, but from my best gauge is that the Kazarians were part of taking the Tartarians out, right? Because people that do research on the Kazarians have realized that, oh, man, these are like the real guys behind the scenes. It isn't actually Jewish people. It's the Kazarians that are running a lot of this stuff, these Kazarian mafias, right, that are all in that particular region of the world and that Ukrainian Russian area uh, that's what they've been doing for a long time and they infiltrated um, the Judaic culture so that's kind of what they did so I think that's their way of pinning it sadly on the Jews again <laughs> so by saying that yeah they're they're doing it again they took out the Gazarians they're always trying to take us out and it's like I, I don't really I don't really buy into that too much man it's not really uh, a thing that that I really buy into I will say this though um back to this technology um you know i said before it, it was more cost efficient to build these square culture square structures uh, with cheaper materials like it is now so because a lot of people are like why are we building all these marvels and stuff now it's like well it takes too long like you said they had a lot of time back then it's a quicker fast-paced world now so it's a little different um, but this is one piece that I ran across when I was digging into that part of it about technology being stolen. Cause one of the things that they say, right, is that when they took the, the Tartarians out, that they took all this technology from them and hid it, but in, behind the scenes. And then what they do is they say, Hey, we invented something new and they bring out this technology that they've already had. Right. So I do subscribe to that a lot. But not that they took it from the Tartarians. I just think that they've had this technology either from fallen angels directly or from some ancient technology that they've rediscovered, which I think that's a lot of it, especially when you're talking about Antarctica and all the times they've been down there and what they're working with down in Antarctica for sure. Um, I think that could play into it. But one thing uh, I thought was really cool was when you're talking about inventors, right? Inventors invent things. But what's an inventory? An inventor going into an inventory and bringing out whatever technology that's already back there. Inventory is a derivative of the word inventor. Think about it. It's just with the Y added to it. So I thought that was really cool, man. I was doing some reading. I was like, you know what? That's what these inventors are. They're not inventing anything. They're not the real inventors. They're just the face. It's like Elon Musk, right? He didn't invent anything. He's just the face of whatever. Edison was the face of whatever. That's what a lot of these inventors are. They're just these like puppets, these faces that they put out and say, hey, we discovered this. But really what's going on, this discovering, this inventing or rediscovering or finding of technology, it's in this inventory, which is derivative of inventors no that's a really good point and to that i will say i do subscribe like i don't completely i'm not completely on board with the whole like all like technologies from either aliens or ancient technology a lot of what i subscribe to is that they take these technology like 10 years like uh a great example is i watched this uh documentary called gas hole right it was this guy like in the late 30s or no uh 40s somewhere around there 
late 30s, early 40s, somewhere around there, he may invented an engine that can run off one gallon of gas 100 miles, right? They could go 100 miles on one gallon of gas. Obviously, dude mysteriously dies. Uh, there's a back and forth in court. The Shell Corporation ends up with his patent nowhere to be seen. And now they're like, yeah, this car can go 38 miles a gallon. And you're like, well, man, this dude already invented something that could go one gallon, hundred miles. But obviously that's how I feel like a lot of like inventions are. It's, uh, you know, what, what, who you, whose toes are you stepping on? If, if there's a predominant company already, if you're stepping on their toes, that's where I think a lot of this stolen technology for me, I'm not totally against that there could be this ancient technology. I just sometimes think that the whole ancient and aliens did it uh, kind of is to downplay man. You know what I mean? That we're not this creature that could do any of these things that we're not, uh, you know, we always need something to help us, right? We're not smart enough. We're not capable. Uh, and that's been my thought for a while, thought process for a while. I, it's not that I don't even believe in aliens or any of that. I just think that uh, humans ha are more capable of doing things that then, you know, is led to believe. And that's why I think I give a little bit of pushback on that. But also, it could be possible on some, especially some technology we see. Yeah, no, I agree with you too, man. I think human beings are way more capable. I mean, God gave us the brain to be more capable. I just think that over time, we're not using near as much of our brain as we used to back when we first were around. And we were using 10% of our brains now. Imagine if we used 100% of our brains to actually achieve, right? So I think that's part of the dumbing down process, the, the putting all the chemicals and what we eat and everything else just to keep us dumbs, to keep us not being able to tap into the rest of our brains. Uh, something I want the people that are listening to right now to go look up, though, you were, you were talking about technology that we created that's popped up later on where we're like, oh my God, this was back then. I want people to look up the mystery of the 1938 time traveler. So it's a video and it's not that hard to find. It's on YouTube. And even, even it's not debunkable even by Sn Snopes, which is really crazy. So even Snopes has tried to debunk it like, well, we can't say it's not true. And we can't say that it is true. So it's a lady with a cell phone in 1938 and it's almost like a flip phone it's small and she's holding it and she's talking and she's walking with people and then she goes out of this out of the frame so the researchers that have researched into it are saying it was an early prototype of a cellular device that they said there was a guy that wasn't that far away that was working with one two and it was just part of a testing again it's back to what you said though though they, they may be 50 years ahead of something that we've actually created, but they're only going to leak it out to us when they think we're ready. A perfect example too is is uh, my uh, my girl. She was in the uh, cell phone industry for a long time. You know, they were they were doing uh, like iPads back in the early two thousands. She said that they were handing them out for free for people to try out. People didn't like them. They were like, "What's this? This doesn't make any sense." And then they took them off the market. And they were like, well, people aren't feeling it. And then they reintroduced it 10, 12 years later, and people were all ready for it. Because they already so, had this, they had the smartphone in their hand. And and that that story you're saying reminds me of that infamous Mike Tyson story where there's like in 1995, uh, you could look it up, like just put Tyson time traveler, where there's somebody that has like, you can see it in its circle, then nobody's has been able to debunk it either, that you could see the video, it looks like someone has a smartphone, like it's literally has the camera like that. So I do agree with that. And plus, like you said, just prototypes, like when something's rolled out, not even on a, a, 
uh, level of the government hiding it from us. But say I make an invention and I only make three of them. Like how many people of the billions of people in the world are going to be able to see it? Yeah, maybe Joel has seen it. Maybe a couple of my friends. But I only have three prototypes. So that is going to and it's going to take me a while if you've ever seen Shark Tank, you know, trying to get investors or to get people onto the product, it takes a while, especially when it's something completely different. Even though it's innovative, most of the innovative stuff takes a while to actually latch on because people are a little bit scared of change, man. I see it all the time. Like when computers came into the workplace, I didn't, I wasn't in an experience it, but I came into the workplace when there was people that had left because they were like i can't do the computers thing because after the the 90s people were kind of like hey man we got to get off of like you know writing out on paper a, a ups slip you know what i mean like we got to have it streamlined that that is a big case i think people forget but definitely there's probably is technology that and now where did they come up with it right was it them on their own was it a cultic was it alien was it just some ancient that it's up for debate right that to me can be up for debate but i think there is no debate that there is stuff that is kept from us, from the government. It's not up for debate. It's fallen angels, Sean. <laughs> it's fallen angels, and they've been giving us technology since way back. And they, they, they bartered with us, and they're getting our women, and they're creating more Nephilim for a final battle in the end, man. You know it. You know it. I've said it a million times on this show, and I will say it a million times more. It's Nephilim portal babies. You got Nephilim killer. Nephilim killer. <laughs> see, that's all. We'll just get That will be easy for me. I'll, like, I even tell people, like, they're like, hey, man, when you see, like, if you see, like, a shower person or, like, a ghost, what do you do? I'm like, man, I look up on that motherfucker. Like, man, like, you got to be, you can't be scared of these things, man. Like, and I'm like, and to me, sometimes they trip me out because it's my friends that are, like, you know, more, like, I would say, like, not Bible thumpers, but they're more, they are way more know about the bible than me and i'm like man i believe in god i mean i don't really know about the bible i'm like i'm like i said man my dudes like people always trip out too i think like they think that i'm, I'm like because i push back on christianity and stuff a lot of people think like oh he doesn't like religion he's spiritual or he's atheist i'm like no i actually love god and i believe in jesus but it's just that like i see it a little bit different so i don't really get scared of a lot of that stuff so if these nephilims come down too i'm gonna be like hey man you could catch that these hands just like anybody else bro like, you know what I'm saying? Like, hey, man, David took one out with a slingshot and a rock, man. I'm not too worried about it either. I'm going to have a Jameson bottle just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Now, one part I wanted to get into, like, uh, sorry to cut you off, but one part I wanted to get into that a lot of people subscribe to, and it is a little bit weird, is the whole orphans thing. I don't know how deep you got on the whole orphan train. I was actually about to just go there. Oh, too, perfect. So. Like, because it was yeah. just like this whole deal, which it does. It is weird, but it's like, I kind of get it because it's in this time of after war. Because supposedly the end was like, what, in the 1800s, right? Wasn't it like in the early 1800s it was supposed to be the complete end of Tartaria or late 1700s? I'm not. No, they're saying like the early 1900s. Oh, that that's when it was completely. Because, yeah, World War yeah. One was supposed to completely cover it, right? Like. That the the, yeah. the idea was that World War One and two, right, so they said you, the you. World War Two was a part of getting rid of the last remaining uh, bit of Tartaria. So if you're going to talk about the orphans, let's go ahead and get into the World's Fairs because that's kind of where a lot of that comes into play, right? So if people don't know, um, the World's Fairs, 
they happen periodically at different times. They're still going on now. I think the next one I was reading is going to be somewhere in China, I believe. Don't quote me on I that. I think Japan, right? I'm, but you maybe could, you're right. Japan could be maybe it's Japan. Not... Yeah. Um, so it's uh, it it they're having another one, and it, and really what the World's Fairs do, it's a showcase of what all kind of technological marvels um, and just really oddities that different countries have and they and they bring it to this world's fair and it lasts what like a year i think it's it's pretty long it's not like a short thing so if you want to go to the world's fair you can find time and you can go to the world's fair which honestly man i I was thinking about it i was like man if i could get over to japan during that year i'd love to do that man and just go check out a world's fair because that just seems like a lot of fun especially after this tartaria stuff i'm like man it'd be really cool to go to the world's fair but um, the first World's Fair was in London in 1851, and there's a lot of paintings of the buildings um, at that World's Fair. And this is one of the really big pushes from the Tartarian civilization theorists is that these World's Fairs, they were the showcase of the technological marvels of the Tartarian Empire. And you can see, if you pull up, some pictures i would encourage people just to type in world's fair london and look at some of the paintings uh because they didn't really have any pictures of it back then Uh, maybe a couple of like old pictures most of its paintings but it's pretty wild stuff man i mean it's like wow like those are some pretty intricate buildings and intricate structures that you know I think we could build now, but I mean, it's questionable, like how fast and some of this stuff was going up pretty fast back then, or at least we're told that it was going up pretty fast. Um, I think that's pretty interesting, the London part. Um, But then it trickles into what people really want to dig into is the Chicago Fair, 1893. Um, There are actual, there are a lot of pictures from that. And it is pretty weird because Chicago looks nothing like that anymore. And there's a lot of, like, I'm looking at some of the pictures now. Um, God, man, some of the statues, like that one giant statue that's in the middle of, like, a, I don't know, like an aqueduct. It looks like uh, like a river in front of it. And you've got all of these dome structures that the Tartarians believers talk about a lot. Uh, Was this the 1933 one you're talking about, or...? No, no, no. This is the Chicago. This is the one that people talk about, the 1893 1893, Chicago uh, World Fair. So here's the thing. When you're looking at the pictures, you're like, man, this is wild stuff. It doesn't exist anymore. Why doesn't this exist anymore? This was only a little over 100 years ago. So I I get some of what people are saying about this. And even the way that the cities are lit up at night, when you look at it, it's like, they, I don't know, if, you know, that's that's where they're talking about the free energy. When you look at some of the lit up cities and how how it was lit up, you're, you're kind of questioning, did they have the technology to light up a city like that back then as much as they did at this World's Fair? I think they probably did um, because, again, this is a World's Fair. You got time to set it up. You know what you're you know what you're going to do. You're going to implement a lot of energy there. Um, and maybe there was some free energy involved. I don't know. Uh, I think there's some elements to it that they're not telling us. I don't think it's this whole Tartarian. I think that the World Fairs, in my opinion, is more wrapped with uh, Tesla. You know what I mean? Tesla was really big. He was alive around that time. You know what I mean? Like, and 
he was doing a lot of that. So it, that's where I get to. That's where I think they mix. So I think what some of the Tartaria problem, in my opinion, is they mix some of the history, like we were saying earlier. You know what I mean? Like they take from this Tesla uh, uh, history part and they kind of blend it in with Tartaria and the world fairs of this having. Because I think there could be this same technology because it's kind of like if you watch Chucky, right? Like I remember, you know, my daughter's way younger. When she was young, I showed her. When I saw Chucky and we saw, we're like, man, it's crazy, man. It's, it's scary. This dog comes alive. When my daughter saw it like at six or seven, because she already saw crazy graphics, it looked it looked stupid. It, she was laughing the whole time. It wasn't scary. It took out that element. But before that, before you see that technology, it looks real and it looks crazier. So I think some of that is something that we overlook sometimes because they're like, oh, man, why does it look like this? And I remember where I grew up in, uh, it was orange groves and cows for the longest. If you go there now, it's a whole different aspect. And it's changed like four different times in a 30-year period. Yeah, I... You know, I, I and again, I'm I'm looking at some of the pictures now. Now, I will say this: one of the biggest pushbacks that I'm I'm kind of on board with a little bit is so the, the so the mainstream narrative explanation for why these buildings are missing. They said they were only made with plaster and wood that were tore down right after. It, when you're looking at this stuff, though, man, it's like that looks like metal, man. That doesn't look like plaster and wood maybe you know what i mean maybe like i i don't know i mean they're pictures we we don't know but at the end of the day they're saying that's why those those buildings don't exist anymore i don't think tartaria is the answer maybe it's more in line with what you're saying with like a tesla answer maybe it was a free energy city maybe it was a city with free energy that they got rid of because they were like uh, we're not doing this anymore um this was cool for the world's fair but we're getting rid of this and we're wiping it off, you know, the planet. I don't know, man. I don't have an answer for that. Um, I will say, to Tartarian believers' credit, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't well, to make me, sense. I, it kind of does. Were- That's where I feel like it's really easy to prove it because I can see, like, because anything like that you can make. I mean, in movie sets and, and, and things of that nature, if you have the time to sit there with clay, clay and, and, and that kind of texture of material over wood you can mold it and make it look and there's some phenomenal artists and we don't know how long that took either like it now there's a lot of people that insinuate like if it took like a week to do which i find hard to believe but again we don't know the traits people are using even in 1893 it wasn't a lot to do man you know what i mean that artist has been doing the same thing for 50 years and if you perfect a craft like that you become phenomenal you know what i mean I see where people's pushback is. I just think that there's great picture taking. You get the right the right picture with the right lighting. You can make a lot of stuff look pretty magnificent. Yeah. I mean, I, I see where you're coming from. I, I'm not against it. I just feel like that the guys that push back on Tartaria are really quick to say that every time. And when I see a lot of people going down one road and saying one thing really quickly. I'm not saying they're not right. I'm just saying that there's something weird to it. Again, there's elements to this Tartaria theory that don't add up. And we're about to get into one of them that you and I find really interesting at these, at these fairs. At these fairs, they were selling babies. I don't know if you know this. They were selling babies at these fairs 
Now, to tie it back into the pictures of these Tartarian cities, quote unquote, that people were looked that you can find these these grandiose cities, right? There's nobody in them. And then you'll see pictures with just a few adults. And then later on, you'll see pictures with children being in there as well. So apparently, now according to the theory, um, they this is part of the wiping out of people out of these cities, right? And the babies were sold at these state fairs. And, and apparently, this is weird too, was that the people that, were buying the babies didn't really know what the babies were like they didn't understand what a baby was at these fairs which was another element that's how do you not know if you're a human being or are you human being at that point i don't know that was super weird too but they sold babies at these state fairs bro like can we get any more elite than that like we're just selling human beings babies at a fair and this is a known fact this is not something that's made up they were selling no this is very well known that's that's one part that had got me too i'm like that is weird and if you think about the simpsons kind of uh dabbled in that a little bit with when apu had his like what was it the nine kids or whatever uh there was this zoo that was like, we want to like take your babies, man. We're just like, they put them on display as like, look at these crazy nine tuplets or whatever the whatever it was called. So there is a lot of credence to that. And we know that there was a lot of sideshows and children and people in general would be treated as whatever, like property. And if you're considered property, there's all kinds of nastiness that goes on along with that. That part, though, um, I think one of the explanations could be that Throughout, there was a lot of war during that time. I mean, the Revolutionary War was like, what, 100 years before that-ish. You know what I mean? And there was all kinds of little conflicts throughout, you know, because it's not like the, what the Civil War was maybe even less than 100 years before that. I'm not sure. So you, you had a lot of conflict, and I think you had a lot of uh, dead people, and so that left a lot of orphans. Like, that, it, it accounts for a lot of the orphans, not to mention the people that just came here that still do that, you know? They send their kids because they might... Uh, not be able to make it over, but maybe this has a chance to have a better life. I think that's something to look at, but it is strange. I can't account for it. Like that's like just where my brain goes to, but it is strange that people didn't care. And that's what makes me think of like some lizard, but you got to remember not all lizard people were over there, you know, looking at those kids wanting, licking their chops to eat them. There was some that were just outside working hard, <laughs> a hard nine to five, taking care of their wife and then their wife got sick. She passed away. Now they're on the streets. But that's an, that's another topic for another time. Now the children, like with the orphans, now the explanation that I heard a lot was that these were ch Tartarian children uh, or part of the fight. And they were being brainwashed and, and kind of like uh, put into camps, you know, re-education camp styles uh, in some senses. And then some were just sent off in slave labor and kind of broke them up so they would not be able to have that knowledge. But my question is, not, not why not just wipe them all out, though? I got a big question of that. So I know that that's where they say the kids came from, right? Was this, they were Tartarian children that were taken in battle. You know, typical, right? Here's the other part of it. Why weren't they fucking giants? Are you not thinking straight? If they were Tartarian children, they would have been giants. You would have been raising a giant. You know, it, it, again, 
The stuff they come up with doesn't make sense. Doesn't connect all the dots. Get your butt cheeks tight today. Get them tight. <laughs> We're gonna have to start off episodes with get your cheeks tight. Like you know what I mean? Like trigger warnings for some people. <laughs> yeah, it's just part of that piece that doesn't add up again. It's it's listen. I I tend to agree with you. Just in war and battle, orphans. Whatever. Hell, think about it. In those days, if you were poor, somebody offered to buy your kid, some people would do it. Dude, I'm telling you, not everybody's great. And especially when your back's against the wall and you don't have any money, there's people that will sell their own kids, their own blood. Tim Tebow said, said a story about that recently. He, I forgot. I can't remember what country he was in. Uh, one of the girls they rescued was a girl that their parents sold, sold her. There, there was no, they were such uh, low and they had no, like, no food and about to die. When people haven't eaten and drinking water, uh, that's when you really see their true colors. Are they really loyal and down for their people? And not everybody's built like that. And there's still to this day, people that are getting so that, that are selling their children to all kinds of weirdos, which I believe is either a lizard person or elitist, pedophile, politician, which could also be both because you could be a lizard pedophile. That's for sure. So I want to jump into the star forts a little bit because that's kind of the other big, very interesting piece piece of it. I do agree. Right, right. The star forts are very, very interesting, man. Um, there are actually one thousand seven hundred thirty-four in the entire world, and they span one hundred and five nations. So if you get a chance, just type in star fort. There's tons in the U.S. Uh, matter of fact, the Statue of Liberty is on top of Fort Wo- Fort Wood, which is also a star fort. Uh, the Pentagon would be considered a star fort. Um, you got uh, Fort Cree in France. Uh, Kronberg, Denver, uh, Denmark has one as well. Um, you got Fort McHenry here in the U.S. You got Fort Independence here in the U.S. All these are star forts. And it's really interesting when you... You know, originally, you know, people couldn't get up in the air. They they did have a way of going up. Well, I think they did, but uh, we'll just say, nor you know, nor conventional thought is that people couldn't get up aerially and look down. So that's why we didn't know what they looked like. So people would just see them and just think, oh, it's just a normal uh, fort or you know, bati- uh, yeah, battalion, uh, and they call them bas- bastion forts as well, fortifications. Um, so what these star forts look like, they look like stars. Some of them are six-pointed stars. Some are four-pointed stars. Uh, they got what they call skinny forts. Uh, I think they're like three stars or something. But they're all in these star angles, um, which is really weird. A lot of them are surrounded by water moats as well. Uh, now, Tartarian believers believe that the water, the way that the water is around these forts and the way that the star forts are shaped, it's to create free energy. That that's why that the Tartarians built them. Over seventeen hundred of them over the entire world was to create free energy. And some people that get into the occult think they're also tied into the ley lines. They think they are they're tied into these ley lines. There's a lot of other energy that goes through these star forts as well. Now I don't disagree with maybe that. <laughs> like I think there could be an occultic angle, definitely because we're talking about the Pentagon. We're talking about the Statue of Liberty. Uh, we're talking about a lot of Freemasonic 
uh, locations where these star forts are located close by. So I do agree that there could be an occultic angle to it, but I think there's also a conventional angle, Sean, as well. Um, the way that they're shaped were, were to help um, with gun explosives and the star outcroppings helped with blind spots from the enemy. So if people were running up on a star fort and you had these weird star-shaped uh, walls that were created, the way that they would jag, like uh, points of a star, you wouldn't have anybody running up on you. You would have somebody looking from every angle. Yeah, because you could see all angles. Yeah, exactly. And that that was a lot. That's my thinking about most of the purpose. And with the water structures, keep people out, like like you said, deter people, make it more difficult to get in. I thought a lot of that too. And some of the bodies of water, because I think there, if I'm not wrong, um, there's a couple in, or at least one in Florida. Uh, I think, and my question is like, well, how come we just can't test it and see where's the free energy? Like, what went away from it that, like, especially when we're talking about the water and it working, I'm like, uh, or maybe that there is an element that we are missing that we don't know. But I'm with you. I really thought there was real strategic wise, like, and then, you know, monkey see, monkey do, copycat. People saw that it worked. And others uh, took that idea. And then that's why you see variations. Because that's why I think that's the innovation of it. If you notice, most of them don't look this, exactly the same. They have the elements together. Like you said, they have the skinny ones. They have ones with four points, six points, five points. Some look like stars within stars within stars. So I think people had, you know, they built their own thing from that. No, I completely agree with you, too. I think it is uh, just copycat. Uh, if something's working for, you know, one battalion, like, why wouldn't you use it uh, for yours? Uh, it just makes perfect sense to me. Um, that's what I got from the Star Forts. Now, again, maybe there's an occultic angle of where some of these are. Looking. I kind of do. That's something you could I could sign up on because of the ley lines. That's something that does make sense. Or maybe you have like, you know, agent provocateurs that go around to these different uh civilizations and like hey man you ever heard of a star fort you know what i mean <laughs> it could be something similar of that nature because we don't know how long here's each one back. in time took back here's my pushback on the tartar believers when it comes to it being something that came strictly from the tartarians your biggest your biggest thing is why aren't there more star forts in central asia if that's your central hub there's not very many at all. They're everywhere else but Central Asia, where Tartaria's supposed to have started. You think there would be just, I'm talking thousands of them there. That doesn't make any sense. So that's just a logical looking from the outside and saying, okay, there's a ton of star forts, and generally speaking, the majority of them are in Europe. That's where most of your star forts are at. Even though they're everywhere, the majority of them in Europe. There, there's not very many in Central Asia. Well, well, why not? It doesn't make any sense. That's that's where they Because they had started. to take them all apart to build the Great Wall, man. They, they couldn't use they. <laughs> there wasn't that much material back then, man. <laughs> so, I know we're starting to wind it down a little bit, but I did want to talk about this, and I've been kind of saving this right here. So. The old maps. We were talking about the area that shows Tartaria. And, you know, we did mention earlier that 
in cartography that it's the word is used to label unexplored areas of the world. Well, I have a theory that maybe it's not. Maybe it does stand for Tartaria, but in a different way than anybody else is thinking about it. Tartaria is a derivative of a Greek word called Tartarus. Tartarus is also in the Bible. Tartarus stands for the underworld. Um, God actually placed the archangel Uriel, and this is in the book of Enoch, in charge of the world and of Tartarus. Tartarus is considered like an underworld area where all kind of underworld stuff goes on. You know, demons, um, the, uh, the pit, the pit that the 200 fallen angels, the watchers, in the book of Enoch are imprisoned um, after their crimes against humanity by creating the Nephilim. So what if these old maps are showing Tartaria or Tartarus and there's entrances into this underground area of Tartaria and maybe that's what these old maps were showing that this is where it lays underneath the earth deep underground and if we're both you know open-minded when it comes to hollow earth and things going on under the ground i'm thinking that could be a possibility maybe there were giants maybe they're coming out from under the ground instead of it actually being an above the ground city and maybe this is an entire civilization that's underground got nothing to do with these star forts or anything else everybody added that onto it but what if that was what it originally meant? Yeah, because the Star Forts look unique and they're different uh, than most of what we saw. And what if, the, to add a little bit more onto what you said, what if these mud floods is the real flood, the Noah flood, and that Tartaria, which it may not be called Tartaria, that might not be the name, but that massive land or that hidden, which it, just like hidden like Atlantis and all that was buried and is in the hollow earth. Man, I I think there's something to that piece of the Tartaria stuff. I think maybe the verbiage is wrong, but it's interesting that on these maps, though, they do have the same place blocked out every time. And maybe it does stand for unexplored, you know, unexplored areas. Maybe that's the, you know, the very basic logical thing, and maybe that's that. But when I started thinking about Tartarus, and how that's in the Bible, it's in the book of Enoch, it's in Greek. You know, the Greek gods uh, went to Tartarus. That was the underworld. So it's all tied into this Tartarus, Tartaria, Tartary. You know, maybe it's a derivative of Tartarus. Maybe this is where the pit is that CERN's trying to tap into over there, that they're trying to unlock these 200 fallen watchers to unleash, which they said in the end times they're supposed to be unleashed. I mean, there's so much to it that could tie into the occult angle that I'm looking into. When I start looking at it from that angle, Sean, then I'm a little more open-minded. Then I'm like, well, wait a minute. Well, maybe this is underground. Maybe this has nothing to do with any of the PSYOP shit. Maybe the PSYOP shit to throw you off from what those maps really were talking about was this underground civilization that could still be there to this day. 
I, I, I could subscribe to that. Booyah, dog! Booyah, dog! Or it's just a, a, a place that wasn't discovered, and, <laughs> and and it's a mixture of, like, histories that have been ripped off throughout the year. Because there's a lot of probably civilizations that have been forgotten, wiped out, um, that technology was stolen from, that they were the not superior, but they had an idea that others didn't and got ripped off of. But I do like the idea of the giants because one thing I think of the Tartaria, not just the one thing, but the giant element does kind of connect with a lot of the other lore from like the Bible or other like tribesmen and, and different societies and civilizations have talked about giants. Giants is not something that we've talked about a lot. And that's the kind of thing that I talk about. And I have this, so many people are talking about it. There has to be something to it. Now, it might not be exactly what we think, but there's something to it. Just like when, when we're hearing about this, the war in Ukraine or that when you hear actually people talking that are there and telling us that's, that's the information you're going to believe over the journalist that's getting paid by a giant corporation that is, <laughs> needs important things, like needs crazy things to happen to stay relevant. But the Giants is a consistency that I think does give a lot of relevance to Tartaria I'm with you. I'm not against it. I like the idea. Um, some of the, but I will say, and I, this is a critique and take it how you want to take it. Some of those fucking documentaries are the boringest piece of shits I've ever watched though, man. Like Jesus, put some like, like not all of them. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm going to check out that one. And you know, my, you know, flatter Dave, when you were talking about, it, I'm going to check that one out. But you, you got to admit, man, someone sent me like this nine hour one, bro. And I was just like, I was like three hours in and I'm like, I still got six hours. And then there are voices annoying and shrieky and, and then the, it's bad transitions. You're like, man, I'm not expecting like a masterpiece, but come on, give us a little bit of quality so we could stay and pay attention. They do have a lot right though. I don't want to like smash on them. It's a, like a lot like what we say with the flat earthers. The problem is, is that people start parroting, which none of us like. And I try not to parrot, but I'm sure there's times that my bias leaks out on things that, you know, we got to reel in. That's why we have two people on the show. So it's not just one person just dominating. We can have pushback. I'm going to give Tartaria about 55%. You know what I mean? I'm going to give it a 55% of possibility. You know, I'm going to go 45%. Actually, I got to go 45%. That is I'm not. I'm going to give it 30%. But I'm going to give. My underground Nephilim theory <laughs> about 95.3%. Ladies and gentlemen, did you realize Joel will tie in the Nephilim into anything? And you just seen it again. The sleight of hand. Let's give him a round of applause. <laughs> Booyah, dog. B -b 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 Booyah, dog. No, I like, I like that theory, especially because I'm a big uh, component of the whole Hollow Earth. Because, again... These are things that we have, like, even, like, with skinwalkers and things that we talk about. To me, it's just uh, in Hollow Earth is because there's so many writings, not just from, like, the English, but you're like, hey, the native tribes in America, tribes in South America, um, tribes in Africa, uh, civilizations in Europe, civilizations in Africa, different, you know, all different types of walks of life have these similar stories. And that's where I got to tend to have some belief towards it. I think that this Tartaria has a lot of good, a lot of truth in it, but I think it got cued. You know what I mean? I think it got cued <laughs> and it, it really got 
melted into this pot of other conspiracies and other lore. No, I completely agree with you, man. I'm with you 100% on that. And I think it was really good that we were able to do an episode on Tartaria uh, because we haven't done that yet. And we love to break down things that we don't necessarily buy into. But again, I'm with you. There's elements to it. They're absolutely right. We've been lied to our whole lives. That part of it, I'd completely agree with. I just am never going to be 100% on anything that I don't see right in front of my face. It's just not going to be. Now, you could have a belief system, and you can believe um, in certain things. I'm a Christian because I do have certain elements and things that have happened in my life that have open me to that way to where I'm like, Hey, this is what I believe. Right. But I can understand somebody's pushback on me on what I believe. Cause I can be like, well, I don't see him. I don't know. Like, well, okay, I get it. Like, I'm not going to sit there and like force my belief system on somebody. Right. It's just, that's not how you reach people anyway. And that's not how you reach, how you and I are going to reach the truth or community and the people that align themselves with trying to find the truth by buying into ideologies that, don't have everything right. It's like flat earth, man. Like, listen, you and I are open in the fact of earth's flat, but it's still real to me, damn it. You know, I don't care what you say. You can say, you know, a hundred percent, but you damn sure don't know a hundred percent. You could say you That's believe a hundred percent. That's cool. You yeah. can believe, but I, I mean, we can always just always tell them. <laughs> it doesn't matter. They're, it doesn't matter what you think, you candy ass. <laughs> Sean three sixteen. We just got those butt cheeks tight. <laughs> no, but uh, don't forget. Uh, and I've been meaning to mention this, and I haven't been saying it a lot uh, on these shows. Is man, we have two other podcasts: Floating Mushroom and Shadow Band Syndicate with Cryptids of Corn, Juan Iola. Check them on our feeds. Go check out their feeds. And don't just leave us a five-star. Go to one and one podcast. Go to Cryptids of the Corn podcast with Justin and Jay and give them five-star reviews too because, you know, they're part of the unit, the family that we're growing of, like, great podcasters and people we get along with. So you should be on the lookout. There will be a couple more episodes coming. I know I think we got a Shadow Band Syndicate coming pretty soon down the pipeline, and we already got a pre-recorded Floating Mushroom. So be prepared. Yeah, and it's uh, Juan Ayala, Ooh. not Ayola, because hey. it sounds like an areola. So. <laughs> well, he looks like a nipple. T- He's always back, about nipples. <laughs> I got your back, Juan. I'm telling you, Sean taking you down. <laughs> hey, it's because the reason is because he's always talking about nipples. You know what I mean? The nipple play, and then areola, aola. You know? <laughs> but no, I totally agree. You guys go check out Cryptos of the Corn with Justin and Jay, and please go check out. Juan show the Juan and Juan podcast. He's been nice enough to be playing a lot of our music on there too, which is really dope. Um, and cryptos are just great dudes, man. We love hanging out with them in person anyway. Soon, fortunately, hopefully, we'll be hanging out with Juan a little bit, man. That'd be great, man. Maybe we we'll take a little trip to Florida, man. Yeah. We'll see him down there in the sunny state. Old Florida. <laughs> Old Florida, baby. But uh, yeah, we do. And this they come out once a month, guys. Uh, they'll come up in the feed. Um, they come up in their feed too. So if you listen to them, you can check it out there. Um, but yeah, so we, we do have, uh, two new podcasts that we're doing. So make sure you check out those. I figure though, if you're locking in every week with us, you probably seen them pop up and you listen to them all. Yeah, yeah. But we just wanted to throw them out there and go check their podcast out. Cause they're 
both their podcasts are absolute fire. Yeah, yeah. Beyond like, yeah, they're they're on a roll, both of them, man. They're in my they're in my top five of what I listen to uh throughout the week. And you can always still follow us at Instagram, even though we're on lockdown. Uh we've been uh muzzled. Uh we won't they're trying to give us the booster. But we've uh, decided to let that algorithm juice go. <laughs> but follow us at Kill the Mockingbirds podcast on Instagram. But the easiest way on Instagram to contact us is Van Tessa Music on Instagram, Sean Chris Music on Instagram, or go join the conversation on Telegram. We're trying to get it more active, uh, getting everybody that's in this. You know, we're all in this together. It's nice to hear the feedback from people. And a lot of times people drop some good knowledge in there, too, of um, some great posts, some other stuff that we've missed. It's impossible for all of us to see all the information out there. Definitely go on Telegram, kill the Mockingbirds, and follow Sean Chris, Joel Thomas on all music streaming platforms. We got new music that's out there. We got tons of more new music coming out there. And if you have Amazon Prime or Tubi, Jump on Expedition Dogman right now. Go leave a five-star review there. Go purchase it. Leave a five-star review. Tell them how much you love Merkel Media and, and, and you're ready for Shapes of Shadows. And if you're not in Washington, if you weren't in Washington the past weekend, well, guess what? You you um, you missed out. <laughs> yeah, brother. Uh, and please go directly after this if you haven't already. Give us a five-star review on Spotify or Apple Music. I'm sorry, Apple Podcast, whichever one you're listening to. And give us a comment on the latest episode on Spotify. Um, and give us a comment just in general on Apple Podcasts. Again, this stuff helps us out in the algorithm, and it's going to help our podcast get out to more people. And we've seen tremendous growth in the past year, and we appreciate all all you guys and you know we scream about butt cheeks tight but fortunately most of you guys love getting your butt cheeks tight and getting your mind woke up so that's a good thing yeah and you know how we do it here wake the fuck up or get woke the fuck up brat brat bird killers Silence, not a thing.
the Ukraine. Fireball shots, Luke Kane. Wars forever like Wu Tang. Lurch, you rang. George W. Bush, rule change. Twin towers fall. Who hangs? Who sang? Roll switch, softball, slow pitch. Poor bitch, apartment full of roaches. Who's the father? Paternity test. Lava Mori Povich, fear and loathing. Roller coasting, locomotion. It's so atrocious. Building six exploded. Addiction notice and debt. AK 47, respect. You own nothing, nothing. Be happy. Mass surveillance, nowhere to hide. You own nothing. And be happy. Mass surveillance, nowhere to hide. You own nothing. And be happy. Mass surveillance, nowhere to hide. You own nothing. And be happy. Mass surveillance, nowhere to hide. Alphabetic agencies manipulate the human population with propaganda. It's time for the working class to unite, get strapped up and locked and loaded. We ain't giving a fuck about body trumping under these bitch ass motherfuckers. It's the state against the people, not me versus you. Locked and loaded. Bah! MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Maryland. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code OLDLINE150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Maryland today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Maryland only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days from issuance. Please play responsibly. For help, visit mdgamblinghelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM National Harbor. Promotional not available in Washington, D.C.